0: Well, in a week where Lauren Shanklin stuck a middle finger up at the Aberdeen support here's us sticking two up at hearts My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Paddy and Hammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, no Simon this week and we'll we'll see if Cameron joins us. I've got a funny feeling he's just seen the running order and he doesn't want to get embroiled in Nielsen out, <laughs> Nielsen out, fucks it. <laughs> Day Smith out discussions early on. He's just weighing out an extra wee 10 minutes or something here. Yeah. Weekly Hearts monitor check to kick things off. Hammy, can you remember what you were last week?
1: I think I I think I went to 6.5 or 7. Mm. I would say I'm firmly back down to uh, 5. I'm going to go with 5, yeah.
0: That's quite high.
1: I know. I, I don't think it, it is pretty bad, but <laughs> just wait we've got Celtic, St Mirren and Hibs coming up so I could be down to a flat line by then But so Aberdeen away I didn't, I didn't have a high expectation so hmm. yeah
0: Okay, I get it Paddy? Uh, I'm extremely hungover so I'm flat like <laughs> at the moment <laughs> How many bottles of uh, jambo juice was it last night Paddy? Uh,
2: it was four bottles of white wine
0: <sighs> I'll do Italian, that to man.
2: Italian and Spanish.
0: Oh, see that's where you've went. You've mixed your countries. <sighs> <Hey>. amateur. <laughs> um, I flatline, and I'm. I think I'm that unhappy with Bene Smith. I'd, I'd give myself a, a one out of ten now.
2: Oh, geez.
0: I, I really, really don't like her. I'd go as far to say that I preferred both spells under Nielsen. Um, you shut your mouth. To oh. Nelson <laughs> Definitely loved Stendhal. He's higher.
1: Aye.
0: <laughs> and uh, Craig Levine spells were fine in hindsight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, be careful oh. what you wish for.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, well, we'll dig into all of that shortly. Um, but uh, since the last podcast, there we were beaten by Rangers and Aberdeen since the, the last recording last Monday. Um, so yeah, our attentions immediately now turned to getting Neil's N- 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 fucking hell. It's not Nielsen, it's <laughs> not Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> our attentions turn to getting Stephen Naismith out of here. Where do you stand right now if the club is to sack? If you're Joel Savage right now. If he like, he's even got the fucking choice himself. It's clearly secret benefactors and stuff. But if you're whoever's in charge of our football club, do you sack Smith now if you can?
2: I don't think they're doing that. again, I don't think they do either.
0: But would you? Would you if you had the control? Would I? Would you right off the back of those adults there? You bet. Yeah. Would you?
1: Because I I feel like you're just delaying the
2: inevitable. It's It's gonna gonna happen. happen. I think you just need to get it over and done there Um. I I probably agree with that. To be honest, I was I was for them coming in, but this is just uh, it's a bit of a mess. Like,
0: right, right, <laughs> I, and I'm I'm the same. I think from what we've seen at the end of last season, we've seen absolutely fuck all of it this season, barring the odd forty-five minutes here and there, and somehow one fantastic performance performance against Rosenberg at home. I feel like we've seen fuck all this season from what was uh, what we signed up for, really. Aye. Um so yeah, I mean we'll we'll dig into it more as we go through the podcast. But as it stands right now, um Chris Wilder has just joined Sheffield United. So we'll, it looks like we're never gonna get to see these overlapping wide centre backs at Tincastle. That that's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> You've got this. So he of he's so- a <laughs> Toby Civic I mean Toby Civic's playing right wing back it'd probably suit him <laughs> you never know um, but yeah we're, we're never going to see Chris, Chris Welder um, until they get sacked from Sheffield United that is and then our next manager gets sacked and we'll see if the stars align um, Alex Neal uh, sacking from Stoke is uh, apparently intimate he's maybe already a free agent by the time you're listening to this I'm, I'm not sure but he is uh, close acquaintances and colleagues of past with Joel Savage, and he's even worked really closely with Frankie McAvoy, who's uh, clearly embedded in the club here as well. <laughs> he's done uh, he's done a, an outstanding job when he was at Hamilton. He went down to Norwich, and he he got Norwich promoted and done one countless awards and played some like outstanding football both at Hamilton and Norwich. Um. He then got sacked from some, from Norwich, I'm trying to remember the full timeline, it's not in front of me. He went somewhere between there and Sunderland, I'm sure. Preston. Preston in between, he got sacked by Preston, not doing too well. I'm sure he worked with Frankie McAvoy at Preston as well. Um, Frankie then...
2: McAvoy has had other clubs other than Hearts.
0: <laughs>
2: like academy managers and things.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's oh. all. He was the he was caretaker manager at Preston for a wee spell as well, Frankie McAvoy. Well, he does um, have his badges. He does. He then went to Sunderland where he didn't get sacked. He'd done very well and left Sunderland for the Stoke job where he's now facing the sack or, he, or he's been sacked. I don't know. So he, he's kind of got a, a noble bad record. Um And he, he's genuinely, you know, if, if Naismith goes, say we get fucking annihilated off Celtic at the weekend here and Naysmith's given the bullet that night. There's there's a very good chance Alex Neal would be the bookie's favourite. Aye, but what's your gut feeling, to Alex Neal?
2: I would. I don't know if he would take it or not. The whole reason he left Sunderland for Stoke was, uh, Stoke were pay, paying him more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'd imagine there's like League One clubs, and probably lower down Championship clubs that would take him as well. So I don't know. We'd have competition for
0: him. <laughs> what a competition! I think he wants a move up here.
2: Well, I think Adam it'd be a good opportunity a good for him to
0: well. put himself on a, a decent platform again, but he, he can then use Hearts as a stepping stone. Which I wouldn't have a problem with. you know no, the, no. the same as every player we sign, you know what I mean? Every Hearts are a, a selling club, sells so everyone, so it's no right. different for managers. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of Hearts fans that don't want to see Alex Neil. You know, he's he's been sacked here and there. You know, but like, well, very rarely are you going to get a manager to the club that that hasn't been sacked. All managers get sacked. was Saying this other week, even Ancelotti's been sacked several times. Aye. It's just the nature of the nature of the game.
2: No, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, you'd obviously take him his record speaks for itself, and he did do an amazing job with Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he'd finally be managing a big club.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he is bold
2: he is, he'd fit in very well at hearts
0: mm-hmm. it has been pointed out that <laughs> we should probably not appoint another bold manager <laughs> which I, I totally get um, one manager, another manager that's going to be heavily linked potentially uh, potentially head to head with the bookies uh, Derek McInnes who has lovely hair um, his magic continues. He's doing a, a fantastic job with Kilmarnock, considering you know he's picked them up from the championship, their budget compared to Harts and other teams in the top six. Um, their record against the, the old firm, just recording here just after they beat Celtic at the weekend there 2-1. And I believe they've got more victories against the old firm in all competitions than Hearts do against the old firm in five years. That good, speaks good. volumes.
2: Good, good. That
1: speaks volumes. <laughs> but Naismith bettered them only
2: nine days ago. So, <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably crazy. take Alex Neil over McInnes, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah.
1: But, McInnes yeah. would be an upgrade to where we are now, but it's not an upgrade I would want, if that makes yeah. sense.
2: I, I agree with
0: that. Right. My gut feel, I think with both of them, they are they're quite safe. I think Derek McInnes is probably slightly more safe than Alex Neil. Definitely. I think Alex Neil could be more expensive. Mm, Definitely yeah, would be. You know, I think we and all of that, I think Derek McInnes obviously, we'd have to compensate Kilmarnock for bringing him in. That's something the club would need to look at because he wouldn't be a free agent. But I've
2: got an idea. Sit, give them Naismith. Used to play for Kilmarnock. <laughs> interestingly,
0: interestingly, before McInnes got the job, Stephen Naismith did interview for the Kilmarnock job. I don't that, know right. how that would have been possible with badges, but.
2: Yeah, th- th- this is like somebody that's just got a degree going for a CEO's position. <laughs> Why are you applying for managers' jobs when you're not qualified for it?
0: Yeah.
2: Nah, we've all done it on LinkedIn though, haven't we? Easy to apply.
0: Tuck <laughs> my name in the hat for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's there's nothing. I'd be I'd be happy. My gut feeling is I'd be happy with either of them being appointed. Um potentially more excited about Alex Neal. Um I think the expectations if it was McInnes would be third. Every instantly in every season I think by Alex Neil, you'd probably give him a wee bit more time to build something into next season if that makes sense Um, but yeah and just, I, I don't know a wee poll on Twitter it's about, I think it's 150 votes and it's so close 53% in favour for Derek McInnes, 47% for Alex Neil. It's nothing in it Wow yeah A good taster for
1: it, so they would be both of them would be good appointments, I think. But uh, yeah, I think Alex Neil's ceiling's higher. I think that's where I sit with it. Mm -hmm. But with that comes a bigger risk and the more expensive and and uh, all that that you did put out there, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, you think thinking at this time if if of goes, that this is a huge window now for Joel Savage, um. looking out for our next three games, I should say first of all, so over our next three games, we've got Celtic away, we've got um, St Mirren at home and then we're we're playing at Easter Road and in my opinion, anything less than four points, four points? I think I've just turned the (laughs) tablet. Anything less than four points there and you have to give Stephen Naismith his his notice. Uh, Regardless of the fact that we play Ross County and Livingston after, before the break, I think you have to look at these next three games as a, an exercise here, and four points is the minimum. when he gets sacked.
1: can he lose to Hibs like that. I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you just can't. Uh, I know it's away and everything, but that will that will get even the most staunch uh, naismith supporters turned if he loses to Hibs. Yeah. How uh, Celtic? I can't see anything in there. Our record is, as you put it, there is, is awful. Um, even Saint Martin at home is going to be a really tough game, but a point I think there, and then three points at Easter Road. So there's your four. That's what we should be aiming for. Anything less, and I think you're right. And we've chucked it.
0: Yeah. So with this, we've got injuries, and the squad is is clearly not playing together. But with this squad, with our salary budget, and with the size of our club, we should not be thinking about playing Saint Mirren at home and thinking that's a tough game. Uh you know what I mean yeah, we should, we are. Yeah, we'll, we'll big time big time you know it's not on um, Yeah, and you know if we get beat we're, we're playing at Celtic Park and they just got beat 2-1 off Kilmarnock they are going to be angry Yes, <laughs> they are going yeah. to want to pump hearts this weekend I'm talking this could be a if it isn't if we don't start well this could be a, a, a fucking big goal glut job for them Celtic I'm thinking um, so I mean Naismith's got to get through that first I think he's going to have to play that sensibly although he's inexperienced he's going to have to go into that game um, and be very careful but still also try and do something on the counter you can't just park the bus at Celtic Park so.
1: yeah I agree and they're going to be coming off a Feyenoord game as well which
0: well that's right they're playing Europe on Wednesday
1: so there's probably another pumping for Celtic there. And yeah, mm-hmm. a double, double dunt of revenge for us. Aye.
0: Scary. Great. Um, <clears throat> Third manager. Uh, well, another manager's name to chuck in the, in the hat. is Kevin Muscat, who Paddy, you, you don't stop talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just like, look. Yeah, I don't know. He seems to have done a good job in Japan, and and I'd like us to sort of like broaden our horizons to more than just like Scottish managers. But,
1: mm-hmm. hey, it works for Anne. She's a fantastic, fantastic manager. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah, with we'll that. we'll we'll differ on that. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> big big North London podcast here. It's <laughs> Um, I, th- I think with Kevin Muscat, I think one you don't know if he'd be interested in the job. I think he was, uh, he was touted that as the potential Rangers manager there before Clément came in. Yeah. So he might fancy himself for a bit more of a, a higher level club as next move. Also, think for for Hearts, um, after this Daniel Stendel gamble didn't pay off. Um then that becomes a bit risky. I think it becomes a wee bit stenderly for the board to take a gamble on them. I, I reckon we'll see what happens. Um Stephen Asmith will probably be here till the end of the season. <laughs>
2: Watch us beat Celtic at the weekend and then lose the same. <laughs> the aye, aye. Uh,
0: Cameron, Goody Binning. Thank you for for joining us. Good um, moving on from managerial chat, Cameron um, Miofsky, who scored against Hearts at the weekend, is apparently linked with a January move to Celtic, and there's like a there's an initial amount rumored at four point four million, which seems very specific. But this is quite an important Barbian set, considering Shanklin's linked away from the club into Rangers. Um, What's your thoughts on, on all of that and values after seeing that figure for Um
3: I'd be surprised if Celtic spent that on a player from within the league. <clears throat> Just based on, on previous, they don't tend to want to pay market value. You only really see guys going for money if they go out with the Scottish leagues. But um, I mean, yeah, look, if that if that was to happen, I think yeah, the hearts have got to be looking at that um, and trying to base something off the back of it. I guess you guess what we don't know is is that is that a release clause? Is there something behind that? Because as you said, it's a really specific number.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think there might be. I feel like we. I mean, if, if they triggered something, we would have heard by now, surely. Um. He certainly put himself in the shot window. Well, quite a good performance in a goal against Hearts at the weekend there. Um, if if Shankland. Is to go here. I guess this is a tricky one for him. If, if he passionately wants to be in that Scotland squad, going to the Euros, he's got to weigh up there. If he stays at Hearts until the summer, he's obviously guaranteed first team football. He's the captain of the club, or maybe not. When Craig comes back in, or does he get a move to Rangers? Is he guaranteed to be a starter there? You know, is he going to hit the ground running there? You know, uh, there's something in my head about him potentially not wanting to leave in January, um, but there's a lot of people saying, I've seen saying, can you blame Shankland for just wanting out of here in, January? in yeah, January?
1: I'd agree with that. I think, you know, he's got to have an eye on the Euros and everything. If we're plodding along struggling to score goals and things, then he might, he might have that in the back of his mind. Um, about getting a move. I don't know if Rangers is necessarily the best move for him, but. Mm. Although I think he would start at Rangers after having seen them on Wednesday night. They looked awful up front. Uh, yeah. A player like Shankland would have scored a three or four against us.
0: No. No, you'd think so.
3: Just going back to the Bielski thing, I was looking. I guess there's one thing that you need to factor in that is he actually has an extra year on his deal with Aberdeen that
0: Shankland yeah, doesn't yeah. have. <clears throat> mm hmm. Right, no, that is a big factor to it. You, you've got to think with these guys, Miowski and Shankland, for a team down south like a, a Championship club, if they're they're just one injury away up front, or you know they're they're looking good for a push for a pro- promotion here, um, and they can just pull the trigger four million and just get one of these guys down to their club and pay them over ten grand a week. You know what I mean? Things can things can move in a blink of an eye. They can move to like a I don't know, a fucking derby. I don't follow English football. <laughs> Whoever's in the championship, a mid table to upper mid table team. Stoke. Stoke. That's that sounds very Shankland. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows what January will bring? But yeah, my my heart tells me Shankland won't be here come February. That's for sure. Um, Kevin Van Veen. Is apparently desperate to return to Scottish football. He's going to be waiting in the wings to replace either Mielski or Shankland at Aberdeen and he, Hearts. He's about um, 45.
1: <laughs> he's like,
0: I bet, Google him right now, I bet he's younger than us. Yeah. He
1: is. <laughs> Not by much, it's only a couple of months, a year for me, but 1st uh, of June 1991. Yes, Day 2 is young. I mean, I was going to say that's really old, but I would say it's, actually, it's quite young,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. A short-term deal for a player, you know he's going to score goals. But if both Miofsky and Shanklin go, fucking, he's going to get paid whatever he wants. <laughs> <a> <laughs> I didn't
1: realise yeah, he'd be. done quite so well for Motherwell, actually. So, Scoring record is pretty good. Just
0: right, on so so, Wikipedia, yeah. has
1: 70 appearances, 34 goals. I know that doesn't take into account everything, but that's mm-hmm. it's pretty good.
0: He was phenomenal. The second half of la- last season he was on fire. But it's like this Reagan Charles Cook thing where everyone wanted him hearts. So, you know, do you sign a player just based off one purple patch in front of goal?
1: Yeah, we've done that with a few players, haven't we? So like your John Sutton's and Connor Salmons and things, and it just doesn't work out. It's the same sort of vibe I get with the, with the big Duke as oh, well.
0: Tony Watt. Yeah. Sorry,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you probably less off loads.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very harsh. So yeah, that that's the backup. But surely Joe Savage will have a, a wee black book full of full of names suitable replacements for Shankland. I am sure of that. Lo- probably alone. But have, if it's another LS Sims, then that'd be fine. Ah, oh, darling. Uh, one thing we we need at heart is pace. Can you just imagine next season if it's Van Veen? And Liam Boyce <laughs> <laughs> up front because That's Liam Boyce in the last week has signed a one-year extension with the club. But any of you a bit surprised by that? You happy?
2: Sad? Not surprised. I'm fine with
3: it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, you can't have a go at him age-wise, because
0: he's the same age as Kevin Van Veen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, don't mind it for a year. See, when you see these guys about getting their contracts extended, etc. you don't know if they are. That doesn't mean they're on the same contract. You know what I mean? Boys could be choosing to stay at a, at a wage cut. Boyce is, I mean, there was a thing
3: last month and the fact that Boyce has already kind of taken on coaching roles at Hearts as well. So mm-hmm. there is a transition plan
0: there, you would
2: think, yeah. for him. Yeah, he'll uh, be a future manager.
0: Hi. <laughs> You'll be managing the B team with no badges in two years. <laughs> <laughs> seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> Another bald manager, fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, Liam Boyce signed one-year extension with the club. Fine. Then um, it's been confirmed today that the club has offered new contract deals to Benny Beningamy and Craig Halkett. What is your thoughts on these two?
3: I'm fine, Matt. I think... It's, it's something you probably have to do at this point because if Halcott comes back and looks good, your bargaining position is much reduced. Because suddenly, you know, you'd be turning around in April and saying, Well, why did we not get him signed up before?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's the John Suter thing. They're covering their backs this time.
0: Mm. 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 Not for me.
2: <laughs> you would be moaning, though, you you'd me- be the person moaning in April. If he came back he really good and then he went away for free to Rangers,
0: yeah. I mean, probably. I think, I think with Benny, I think there's um, yeah, I think we've seen enough now that, he, that he's back. And after being injured for so long, you know, you Benny's just getting going to be just getting sharp by the end of this season after being out this long. You know, what I mean, we'll see how good Benny is next season again once he's actually match fit and sharp again. It's fine with that, but I think with Craig Alcott. Just because it's such a reoccurring injury, I would I would be waiting that one out for a I'd want to see Halkett play ten games of football before making a decision. It's not the same injury though that's had him at this time, I had him out last time. H- but Halkitt's one is. Well, last,
3: last season his ongoing piece was a hamstring,
0: was it not? And then this time round it was a full ACL. <clears throat> Aye, it was the ACL twice, he came back and his ACL went immediately and then he had the surgery. Oh yeah. So I'd want to see him play, uh, uh, however many games Benny's played now. Benny's been back since like Rose, Roseburn, Roseburg, must be <laughs> around ten games Benny's been a part of. I'd want to see the same from Halcott again before making a decision, just in my opinion. Oh, that's I nice. What is. <laughs> just don't trust the guy yet. And he also looked fucking shite when he came on against Aberdeen. But we'll come on to that. Seems a bit harsh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Out for a year, comes back, plays 20 minutes. He's
0: shite. Is he part to blame for why he just got beaten? Aberdeen? If if he's not fit enough, if he's coming on and 10 yards away for a ball, then he shouldn't have been. That's partially Naismith's fault for playing him. But But you'd have said the same about Benigni when he played in Europe that nah, I did, I was human he was <laughs> also, you're always human he was to blame for that, <laughs> that goal over in Rosenberg he got hooked at half time and he was crying and everything because he was to blame for that first goal in Rosenberg just got to take some responsibility we all have to do it for our jobs then we fuck up we'd be quick to get blamed footballers can get it too fucking man up Um, other contracts expired in this summer and therefore free to sign pre-contracts elsewhere as of January 1st, if anyone wants them. Uh, Craig Gordon, do you just pull the trigger now with Craig?
3: Or, or do yes, you? Uh, you'll, sign a, no, you'll sign another, yeah. I also don't think you're under any issue there, because I don't think he'd be interested in going anywhere else at this point.
0: Nah, I
2: highly really doubt it.
0: Um, Michael M- McGovern?
2: Yeah, I would, I'd re-sign him. We need another builder.
0: <laughs> yeah, that whole <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy Halliday no, no. <laughs> he'll be away
1: he'll Definitely be
0: Libby in the championship next season probably um, Peter Haring no finally time to say goodbye to Big Pete isn't it and uh, the one that's maybe a, a, a bit interesting is Alan Forrest what would you do there
2: I would, I would re-sign him to another year
3: it's like to me, if if he's happy to be around the squad as a squad level player, then yeah. then there's an argument for that. Um, I, I wouldn't be against it. At the same time, he, he's not he's not a starter in the team.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think it depends on who replaces Naismith in the coming weeks. Jesus because Jesus. if it's a manager that plays a three five two then Floddus isn't going to fit into that system and you just move on. Because you, know, you can't play him as a right wing back. We've, we've seen that now. You can't play him up front. You can't play him more centrally. Um, I like Alan Floddus but I just don't think he's working the way we play. Let's see. Well, who knows? Maybe a big four four two. Then he's back mm-hmm. in. Then he's flying
3: <laughs> well, when, when When Nesmith changes the team.
0: I hope nice leading us into the Conference League next year. <laughs> that's, uh, that's everyone whose contract's up at the end of the season because we've already tied up uh, Boyce and... Have we already done Devlin? Was that at some point earlier in the season? Yeah, I think so. I'm sure that was this season. Uh, there was that as well. Um, uh, Hammy asked if you could fact-check me on this. So there was, there was this stat going around, and unless I've picked it up wrong, I haven't had time today to go and look back at it. I was reading something about we're one win away from our fifth away win this season, which would be like a record since nineteen ninety two. We haven't met. And how far off the truth is that? Miles. <laughs> so when we finished third too the other year, it was surely more than that.
1: Yeah. I went back two seasons and we'd already won we won six games two seasons ago. Um and then a couple of seasons before that, I think we also beat it as well. So, yeah, we've beat last season already. That's
0: last season, okay.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where that's come from. 1992,
0: that's a weird one. Yeah, I'll need to have a look back. Maybe I've picked it up wrong. I could swear that's what I did. Um, but that's still pretty good. But if we pick up another couple of away wins and we're only like halfway through the season, we could. Could be on a, an away win record here.
2: Well, what better place to start doing that than Celtic Park?
0: All <laughs> oh, right, Stephen Naismith at the wheel, if that happens. It won't. Um
3: nothing, nothing like them coming off a loss either.
0: <laughs> I we were saying that before you joined us. Right? And they'll get pumped off fine or tomorrow. They'll be double angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary Mackay Stevens joined Kilmarnock.
2: Good for oh. him.
0: There you go. Fantastic uh, debut squad appearance, beating Celtic. (laughs) Fair play. Um, Santos got relegated in Brazil, um, sparking riots across the city. They got relegated for their first time in, what, 111 year history? 111 years, aye. First time they've ever been relegated. There was riots in the streets. got me thinking, what do you think Gorgi would look like if we got relegated? Obviously, we got demoted there and we were all locked in our houses. What do you think Gorgie would look like if we just got relegated purely on just bad performances in this day and age? I mean, that that kind of is still what happened. (laughs) 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 Mm. But we were locked in our houses. I think it'd just be very quiet. I, I would, would you, you'd have to, if there was a buy or sell, will a window get smashed at the plaza? You'd have to be buying that, but there would be that level off. Assault on the stadium. I think they've been yeah. nubbed it. it. there. Oh, no, you're, you're wrong. I think you're underestimating How <laughs> angry everyone was that season before we got locked up. Uh
1: we were in similar. It was pretty well. But I, I, yeah, I, we don't. It seems to be a country thing. We really don't riot or anything. We'd just be angry. Kickback would just be
0: really angry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you I... kicked back for the day they got <laughs> relegated.
3: I'll be honest, I quite like living in a place where the cars are known private. It, it's <laughs> yes. alright,
0: right. and I'm not trying to cause any. Uh... <laughs> I'm not saying we're getting relegated. This is... I would have a wee faceless account on Twitter, <laughs> not organising <laughs> protests. And... Um, and yeah, Santos said so. They've been relegated. So Morelos. Alfredo Morelos is a free agent because of a relegation clause in his contract. <laughs> Would you take Alfredo Morelos at heart on January 1st? Jesus Christ. No. I want him to go
1: back to Rangers so that we can keep Shank There you oh, go.
0: That's
3: boring. <laughs> <laughs> the no, played... he's
0: too much of a loose cannon.
3: He couldn't even get a game there. Played three three sub appearances. That was it.
0: Yeah, that was a weird one. has fitness issues with Morelos. That's I'd, not... Uh, that that's been a long term thing
2: for Morello. So he he's had fitness issues for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. He he when was it? At the beginning of the last season. He came back after his summer break. So he would go back to Colombia for like the full break every summer. And he came back and he was twenty pounds over overweight from the end of the season. Full twenty. And he didn't let them. What they did was they never let him train with the squad until they got back to weight. Why are you still talking about Morelos? (laughs) I'm just saying, I think, if we all join Weight Watchers and we can do it with him together and keep him motivated, I think he would do a fantastic job for that.
2: What? Are we now part of the fitness team at Hearts? Is this how it works? We'll actually employ anybody, but they'll get fans in to be fitness instructors for them.
0: We all chip in and we all group together and support Alfredo Morelos. I think he could be our club icon. You stop talking about Morelos. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Imagine we just went bonkers and just had Balotelli and Morelos up front for Hearts from January.
2: Oh, aye, that's what. If I
0: owned the club, I would just have absolute banter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're doing at the moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's no fun at Hearts. I'd say it's the least fun, the least enjoyable Hearts has been since Ian Cathro. Oh, dark days. Or, it's since, or since you lasted that last season. <laughs> <laughs> At least with Nielsen, you knew what he was doing. It just wasn't working out. You just don't know what's happening with Nesmith. That's the problem. That's just rubbish. Um, Neil Doncaster's actually doing something. Oh, uh, he's he's trying to put a ban on plastic pitches in Scotland from next season onwards. Um, leaving the likes of Livingston moaning like fuck because they don't actually have a training ground. Um but that's not really our problem. So
2: no. And fuck off with your fucking shitty <laughs> all weather pitch that you can't actually use in all weather.
0: All <clears throat> right. <laughs> I, I think they're going to get relegated anyway, anyway. so it's quite a nice time to do it. Fuck them. Am I right in saying, Hammy, that there's yet another dinner at Cast? So this Thursday is the shareholders AGM. It's not necessarily a dinner, I guess. And also, Hammy, you actually had dinner at Ten Castle yesterday. Until <laughs> I did.
1: It was the uh, the Christmas carvery that they do. With uh, it was very very good. I'd recommend it. Um, if it's still on, um, very well organised and great food. But there is uh, a more important meeting happened. Uh, happening this Thursday too, actually, Jarvie. There is the club AGM in the morning, half a living kickoff time, and after that, in the evening, the Foundation of Hearts AGM is also on. So, two quite well, yeah, I would say, one of the most important meetings um, that they'll have um, this year. And after coming off you know, a couple bad losses to, to Rangers and Aberdeen there. It's not going to be a pleasant one, I I wouldn't think. Um, if the shareholders dinners were anything to go by, the AGMs are always a bit more testy. So I'll try and keep an eye out for, I'm not a shareholder, so I won't be in attendance, sadly. Um, but I'll try and keep an eye out for some notes and pass them on.
0: Mm-hmm. We need to get you like a media pass. Start getting you to press conferences and <laughs> and
1: start the podcast.
0: You'd be good at that. Ah, busy. <laughs> you have already been on STV News.
1: This is true. Uh, maybe I could just warm my way in. What are they going to
0: ask for, really? Exactly. <laughs> Season ticket.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. See if there is any tough questions asked, and see what. I'd be more interested in the attitude of them. Um, and budge and McKinley and things because that's not come across very well in the last few public engagements. So mm-hmm. let's see.
0: I was going to say one thing's for sure: Andrew McKinley will rub everyone up the wrong way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, uh, I can feel that there's growing anger towards Foundation of Hearts as well. Really, a lot of people starting to question. In what they do. And I feel like that's been bubbling over the last few years, so that mm. one could be interesting in the evenings as well, depending on how well the, the first one goes, the second one could be even worse. So, good mm. luck to them. I would
0: say. All right, that that's rough. And I've started to see in the last week a lot of people, well first of all there's a lot of people saying they're just they just won't be back at Tyne Castle until after the winter break now. Which you can get, it's fucking it's cold nights and the football the football's fucking shit. I mean I've I'm go- I'm still going to be going. I know you guys are. are considering your options. <laughs> um, but I-, I totally get people doing that. That's also a bigger threat than it sounds. It's only two games. <laughs> <laughs> it is only two games. Um, but you know that could put. It's, if you suddenly, if you're suddenly like three, four thousand people less at Think Castle, that's it makes a huge di- difference. Um, but there's also been people in the last week saying, "Ah, fuck it, I'm canceling my Foundation Hearts pledge now," um, and that's where things start to get quite quite a dangerous game when you go down that route as well. Been here before. But got to say, the Foundation Hearts don't help themselves. Like I know they're talking; they always seem to be talking about how they're going to improve things, improve communication, do this and that. But there's never any end product. So we be like Vanacek when he was at the Hearts. So talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they had that WhatsApp
1: channel thing, but that seems to be deeply. Like, I, I don't see anything. What was the last update? The last update was on Thursday. It was just a man of the match. Really, that's it. Uh, yeah.
0: And it's all volunteers. Totally get it, but I mean, we were on that last call with them. There was a there was what eighty people on that call or something. The amount of passionate Hearts fans that join these things and say. Yeah, you're volunteers, we're happy to volunteer and help out and do whatever you want but there's just nothing starts they're, they're not pre- trying to actually get the wheels in motion for anything yeah there
1: needs yeah. To there be there to, yeah there needs to be you know it's, it's gone from it was great, it helped save the club helped transition the club to fan ownership and everything but it's very much what do they do now mm-hmm. rather than people people just spend money every month chuck it in and it just goes into the general pot that upkeeps hearts which is incredible but at the end of the day it's it's all donations um we're not engaging enough with the younger fan base i think to keep that going you know the the, the amount of donations and things and pledges isn't going up it's yeah. not necessarily going down either but it will eventually um, so, yeah, that's, that needs a whole root and branch. And I'm certainly not the, the guy to put in ideas for that. But I do hope that these things, and so the AGM's is the place for it. So that You'll
2: put yourself down people
1: like that, can speak more succinctly than me. Mm-hmm, I know. Ah, hey, for the, the nominations for this year, you need to be a chartered accountant or a lawyer. So it's a oh. bit of a Close shop in itself. <laughs>
0: it's a bit Clicky isn't it? Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, And they let Gorgie Farm die. (laughs) Which we will never forget. Never forgive.
3: Never. There's an argument like and I know like we've, we've all been people who contribute through the foundation and I don't have an issue with what it did in terms of saving the club but most clubs don't have a kind of Charitable arm that they just get a donation from and rely on every other week, and at the end of the day, they're a business, they're not a charity, you know. Um, a, a football club should just run on that goodwill,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Hang on, oh, I think, and they know that though, as well, like, like this business, they know that people walk people in, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely.
0: I just feel like they're they're quite condesc- condescending and rude about it all. But I think they really they're like, oh yeah, it's fantastic that we get all this money, but they, they just do absolutely zero effort to actually, actually engage with that money. That is the change. There will be it's not going to work long term unless they they get their thinking caps on. There's lots of lots of people have offered ideas and they've done fuck all about it. So. Um, from one angry subject to another. Well, there, there's no Simon says this week, obviously, because Simon's no, no here. Um, moving on to the Rangers game. So, it uh, transpired in the build-up that Cami Devlin and Liam Boyce were missing it with through injury. Um, we're still to hear how long-term Boyce's one is. I think he's going to miss the rest of the games into the winter break. I believe. Wow. Which is pretty huge for us. Nice and wrong with it.
1: Barry Anderson had a piece of day and I, I actually just um, completely missed what he said about boys. I read what he said about Halliday and Haring missing the trip to Aberdeen but I, I don't know mm. about Boyce I'm sure he'll be out for ages so. yeah. they, always
0: are. they always are Um So yeah Devlin and Boyce missed this one against Rangers for injury however Nathaniel Atkinson was suddenly back and right back into the first team um, that went well. Um, <laughs> Barry McKay, who we fought was out until like not only just after the winter break, but we fought out until like AJ was back in on the bench and even featured. Um, he was back on the bench along with Craig Halkett and Craig Gordon. So this is literally the definition of waiting for buses. Um, <laughs> of what turns out the buses that turn up are all rusty old bangers that haven't had the engines turned over for a few months. <laughs> Yeah. We've just been beat a couple of times in a row, I can say what
3: I'd love to see you after an ACL. Um
0: the the goal the goal was pathetic. We were so slow. Tavenier took the ball from right back, a simple one too. He runs fifty yards. No one gets within five feet off of him. He threads a, a really decent through ball through. Um, but it's just so slow, it's, it, it's almost looks like uh like uh edited PlayStation game where like you've disabled the speed of one of the teams. It's like <laughs> we're it's like we're running in treacle. and Rangers are just fucking pelting about the place. So next thing you know, they're in the keeper and that's in the back of the net. Like we are so painfully slow. Um and awful frustrating because I thought we were the better
3: side up to that no, I yeah, actually do at that. that point yeah and it's not very often you say that against the old firm no. and it, it did feel different up to that point I'd say. it's just frustrating that when you get a night like that that you don't take your opportunities because it did feel like that game was potentially there mm-hmm. yeah
0: I know what you mean Have we had our moments here. Eh? through it we
3: did, I mean the, the, the Cochrane one that comes off the boy's face if, if that was in it mm. that's just before that if I mind rightly it's not long before they go at all
0: yeah yeah <clears throat> I'm sure you're right um I't I, I couldn't I couldn't face watching it back when doing the notes for the podcast but so I don't have anything else to say what's the point It was very, it was very cold. Oh, it was cold. I didn't it find that I actually found the St. Johnston game colder the weekend before but I don't think I was wrapped up properly for the St. Johnston game
3: well that's what you did there
0: <laughs> I had also had several pints before the Rangers game that <laughs> always helped um just move we on with that but in not talk about this one a bit, a bit more Um, someone want to tell me how we lined up going into this one and then I've, I've got a note of all your kind of key moments from there perhaps
2: uh, we had we had the back five with five players that are contracted at Hearts so that I can't remember who are <laughs>
0: Um,
2: then three in midfield and two up front Toby Sibic being the right wing back which is a position that he can't play yeah Kingsley, Kent
1: and Rolls is your three centre-backs with Cochran on the left. So that another three out of five defenders, left footers. Again, we're back to that. We're really back into the Nielsen times. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beningway, Hoff, in centre Um, with Lowry as well, sort of hanging about and Vargas and Shankland up front. It was a bit mm-hmm. of fluid. It was a 3-5-2, I thought. Um, in the bits that I saw, although I didn't see a lot of the game because I couldn't face it.
0: <laughs> Aye, well, I mean, we, we actually started really well. Um, We were we were full of energy and doing loads of pressing. And quite early on, Lowry got a shot away on goal. And you're thinking, this is ideal. Away from home. Because remember, going into this one, Aberdeen, just to be bottom of the league on a mm-hmm. horrendous run. They just got beat off Kilmarnock at home during the week. We were going into this game thinking, you know, we've lost six or seven in a row, put at Pataudry, Pitt- this is an opportunity to go up here and fucking win. And then it was a good start. Um, and from our goal, after some pressing, we managed to get a corner, and the, the defending from Aberdeen for this goal its fucking woeful. It reminded me of Hearts last season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, he gets so low to heeder it in as well. Like It's... Right. It is, it's Pittsburgh back post. Good good uh, header and run by um, Shankland to get in that position. So, yeah, mm-hmm. set piece goal as well, which we, we don't score many from.
0: Yeah. And right after the goal, we're, we're kind of still going for it. And you're thinking, fucking hell, 1 0 up here. And it looks like we could go on and get a second here. Um, Sibic running up the wing, running up from a right wing back, spreading a, a ball through to Shankland. He's getting a shot away. Um... And yeah, we had Aberdeen. We had Aberdeen um, on their back foot. But this is like the the moments before disaster meme. (laughs) Um, Because thereafter, we pretty much just got overcrowded in midfield. um, We created absolutely nothing. um, And we just received wave after wave of attack from the Dons. the Dons. Um, The goal, Aberdeen's first, some of the worst defending you'll ever see. Rolls Benny and Neuenhoff outsmarted by a man literally lying on the floor to find a <laughs> pass over to Miovsky, who just um had to batter it past Clark to make it one all. Yeah, like, shocking, shocking in the build up, shocking in that moment. People looking at the referee when the ball's still alive, the whistle's not even at the ref's lips like, just a, an absolute fucking calamity and embarrassing. Um, when it went 2 1 fucking Craig Halkett man so the ball it's just a long ball over the top and Duke burns rolls for pace and like exactly how you'd want to play a ball through to Duke um, but Craig Halkett stops and leaves rolls to, to him and then Halkett's then pointing at Xander Clark moaning that he's not coming out his goal, now Duke's got in control of the ball like 25-30 yards out Like like you'd be expecting Clark to come out that far out his goal to get the ball. Um, And Halkett's then read that Duke's going to square it across the box, but while he notices this, he stops. So the ball goes across and it's a tap-in for whoever it is, fucking Clarkson or something for Aberdeen to make it 2-1. Shocking for you, Halkett. And I was surprised that he was the one in the paper saying the Hearts players need to learn their lesson. We need to learn how to sharp shop and focus better he did not look ready to be on that park Craig Halkett did he I thought
1: it was a bit of a weird sub, it was one of these ones again where we sort of rejigged the team mm-hmm. Um I don't feel like it needed to be, Wait, he came in for Benny was it or no, Civic sorry yeah. I think he came mm-hmm. up. And then, yeah, we, we again, we've done that thing where we sort of rejig the formation. Uh, and I I, I guess, what right at that point, it was 1-1. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it just seemed like a pointless sub to me. As you bring in some, especially Halkett, who's, who's you know, not played in so long, you hmm. the last uh, 10, 5 minutes. Come on, get back into it. It's be, and when we're winning, it just, I don't know, it just, the, the sub baffled me. um yeah. The same with dead bringing Denim on as well that, that that just didn't seem the right time or, or game to bring him on
0: mm-hmm. it felt like we went from from being 1-0 up to 2-1 down that is what happened 1-0 <laughs> <laughs> uh, up we decided to shut up shop from like half time and then when it went 1-0 we never tried to get back into that game from when Aberdeen made it 1-0 we never had a shot and goal. Good, good <laughs> And, and after mean, the game,
1: Sorry, I mean. we did react, I guess, in a wee bit by bringing on Tago and Grant, but even they were. You bring on Tago and Grant and then you bring on Halkett and Denham. It's just, I... yeah. And Tago and Grant were fucking pissing <laughs>
0: off. Tagawa losing the ball in the build up yeah. for a goal. It's off the shape in the tackle. And then just doesn't even track back his man as well. Boo. Um, so after the game, Stephen Naismith had the cheek to say it uh, wasn't the tactics to blame. It was the players. Which is very bold. It's been a long time since we've had a manager that's uh, that's actually that's took any responsibility. It's never
3: we'll it's never a good look when you're when the boss yeah. is chucking the players under the bus like that. Right. That's it never usually ends up well
0: either. No, I mean, I mean he's been very careful up till now, but he's kind of showing the mask is slipping a wee bit with the comments after this game.
3: Is, I mean I it's a balance, isn't it? There's a, like, he's he's doing it to put a rock up them, but yeah.
0: it's a very fine line. I don't think, to so spin a rock up. I think that's part of the problem. Perhaps just don't think he's got the players motivated at all. I just don't think they give a fuck. Um, but yeah tactics are to blame obviously there's individual errors in that first goal for the second goal you've got to look a bit at Clark a bit at Rose mainly at Halkett for the second in my opinion and then it's your stupid substitutions that have caused that as well so you're if you can eat my dog's pure Ian it's dinner and choking and everything in the background. <laughs> Sounds disgusting from where I'm sitting. Um, but yeah, nice enough, Scott, to fucking man up here. It was not the right game to be talking about the players. um, And even the stats show you that it's tactics because it was three th- three shots, three on target in the first half, 46% possession. Um, in the second half, we had just two shots none on target. And like I say, I, I don't believe it. either of those shots were after the game going one all as well. So we were playing for a draw from what did they score? The 53rd minute. And we're just yeah. trying to defend one one at Petodrey from the 53rd minute onwards. <coughs> um quick word on the league table before we'll we'll hear what the, the good people on Jambles kick back up to at this at this time in history. Um but that defeat along with the Rangers loss on Wednesday has seen us drop from third place down to six. Um, We're now joint points with Kilmarnock down there. Um, But we're still, it's just two points off St. Mirren in third. We've got a game in hand. Hibbs in fourth, a point. There's a game in hand as well. Um, With St. Mirren and Hibbs both to play in the coming weeks with Celtic away as well, for good measure. Um, Sorry. It's it's just unbelievable how I feel like we're just being, we're just so fucking bad. And yet we're just points off third place still. Jumble's kickback. Right, Jumble's kickback. Hammy, let's be having it then. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame.
1: Everybody is getting the blame, obviously, um, but more so recruitment. Okay, so it tastes Some starts off with uh, simply get a new management team in. By January. I wouldn't give this mob a penny towards any new signings. Afraid we are only going in one direction and quick and decisive action is finally needed by this board. No one says, we need shot of Savage first. His scouting has been a complete and utter failure. We are a team full of imposters. Um, another one says, absolutely no wish these jokers be given the January window. This is the most one-paced, unbalanced squad I can ever remember. Get Naismith, McAvoy, Forrest and Savage out now. Denham, a three-year deal. Deere me. I don't know why Denham's getting that. Um, but there you go. Um, Nothing will change as long as Savage is delivering the utter shite he's been delivering the last couple of windows. Our squad, especially offensively, it's absolutely horrific. we can change the management all we want but as long as Savage and Lancefield are on nothing will change Um, another one says I'd prefer a manager to identify targets and use others to get the deals over the line not some unqualified people sitting around Wisecout and YouTube providing him with three shite options every single time get Savage and the whole recruitment team to fuck first uh, another one, similar to what you were saying earlier, Jav, was, uh, it's fucking pish and I can't be arsed with it at all anymore. It's not exciting to watch hearts. There is a negative buzz about the entire place and it's depressing as fuck. Apathetic doesn't cover it. Place is a shell of what it once was. Um, If it wasn't for Shankland, we would be kicking around bottom six god-awful management and recruitment even worse could pick about eight to ten players who i would quite happily never see play again for us lowry grant vargas benny forrest harring Halliday. yes i know the last two don't get a game can all leave just far too many players that don't have an impact as for the management couldn't manage a fish supper for fuck's sake it's all so grim (laughs) and um just to look ahead, this was the general consensus. The Hibs defeat that's coming up will be his last game. Sacking Naismith will only paper over the cracks, though, unfortunately.
3: Is he bleak. Piriboncha. Eh?
0: <laughs> I'm with them. I agree with every comment. <laughs> You've always been with them. You are one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a Jambos kickback account that you'll tell us about. <laughs> uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it's, uh, it's it's bad times. Like it really is, really bad vibes.
2: Yeah, if we win our game in hand, we're third. <laughs> it's not. It's nowhere near <laughs> as bad as that. alright Cameron, what's your uh, hearts monitor at? Mm. Six. Six. More than me. I've said five. Did I say five?
1: I think I said five. I right. said five. Yeah.
3: Darby's at a one, and oh, Paddy's. He, he only does in one or ten. Out. Literally, only does one <laughs> or ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right that's pretty much my life i mean be there one or a ten that'd be good for you it's not no. <laughs> um, oh. I, what more can you say there's a very good point about Lauren Shankland I think I, I don't have the, the stats how many goals have we scored in the league this season
1: in the league We've scored a few goals.
0: <laughs>
1: I've got I actually got a, a funny stat to go that The goals uh, for 15 uh, goes against 15, so we've got a goal difference of zero. So Lauren Shankland, and uh, for Hearts in total, the whole season, for this, the goals that Hearts have scored, actual players have scored, Lauren Shankland scored exactly half of them. He's a top mm. goal scorer, with their second place top goal scorer being on goals with three <laughs> um, the rest are on two and one. There's ten. We've Hearts have had ten different goal scorers this season. Four of them are currently injured, I think. Um, with another four deemed not good enough to start at the weekend there. Um so we've only had I think on I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure on Saturday there we had we only had two players starting up scored for hearts this
3: season. But well, outside oh. outside the old firm we have the best defensive record in the league. <laughs>
1: But is it only... That is that is right. We're, we are good defensively. Um, Only, I think it must be St. Johnston and Livingston have scored less than us. Yeah, Ross County have got 15 as well as us. There's only two teams in the league that have scored less than us. And we've oh. only scored more than two goals in a game twice this season. Once again, Rosenborg. Another one was against Partick in August. The last time we scored two goals in a game was 11th of November. And the time before that was October. So, for pretty much... Scoring two goals in a game once a month at the moment. Well, you keep
0: that goals piece in your mind. <laughs> <leg. laughs> it's like, let me write that down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are like offensively, we are fucking brutal, and if hopefully not, but if if Shanklin gets a a ban for giving Aberdeen fans a finger, we are fucked. And even if, if he goes in January, yeah, that that just highlights just generally how much he's doing. He's scoring fifty percent of all our goals.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's incredible that's uh, that's some scary stuff it really is uh, I think I think out wide were okay but I think it's been an issue oh, well, last season as well we brought in Robert Snodgrass and for a wee spell we had actual attack football through the middle as well as out wide before that was very quickly realised by clubs and, and nullified and then he fell out with the club <laughs> and fucked up but we, we've we lacked an attacking central midfielder for two years now. How do we not have one? I mean, most clubs have got like two or three attacking central players and we don't have anyone. And if you go through the top six, seven, even eight teams in the, the Premier League, like we're outside of that in terms of attacking threats through the, from the middle of the pack. Like it's unbelievable how fucked Savage has got that one. Um, like Nguyenhoff's been quite a a low-risk gamble coming from Australia I think he's a player there but I think he's a bit more of a project he's not ready to be a first-team player at at this club based on what I've seen now we can get a a better player in our starting eleven than Nguyenhoff in January
3: that's harsh I think he's looked one of our better points this season
0: in flashes liked him there was at times against Rangers where I felt he was quite an important player But a lot of the time it was more defensively. He was sticking his foot in quite well. I don't think he offered us much going forward at all. And that's what we desperately need in midfield because we've got Benny next time. We've got Devlin there. Do
1: you know um, one of our best attacking midfielders at the moment is Cammy Devlin. Last season as well, he chipped in with, I think, the second most goals and assists and you do not think of him as that type of player but that's how bad we are it's just how bad the midfielder is that our ball winning midfielder is doing all the attacking work
0: that's mad Mm -hmm. Aaron McInefe Cameron (laughs) what could have been what could have been indeed (laughs) what should have been fuck's sake right looking ahead to Celtic at Parkhead we haven't won there since April 2012. Um, and they'll be few men. Just got beat off Kilmarnock and they're about to get beat off Aynard. Cameron, by yourself. <laughs> um,
3: And on that really cheery note, um, let's go quickly through last week's one and then I'll bring you up to date with the live scores because I've not done that in a bit. Um, put it this way, if you bought them all, like somebody might have done because he wasn't here last week. <laughs> Well, I didn't get any. So there you go. Um, Snow in the Rangers game. No. I mean, it felt cold enough, but never happened. Um, Hearts to score first versus Rangers. Um, Really should have. Hearts over 2.5 points in a week. Uh, No. And then a red card in either game. No. So. Where that left us is with Twitter and Instagram picking up one each, me picking up none, and you boys all picking up two in various different ways, but yeah. So where that leaves us with our running totals, as we go into this key spell in December, um, it is Instagram and Paddy at the back on 22, Mm. Hammy and Simon on 23, Myself Whoa. on 24 and Jarvie, you are tied with Twitter at the top on 25. Ooh, Very tight. Um, all to play that for there. Really all hovering in the kind of 50% range. Correct. Mm. Correct. Pick to the season. Um, so we just spoke about goals and our struggle to find them anywhere. So yeah. the, the line is hearts to score.
0: <laughs> Versus. <laughs> Versus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get any more basic here. Um, Bye. Well, that's Simon. Simon's bought it. I'm Jarvis selling that. It. Oh no. Um, Paddy's bought it. Um, well, you know what? And for a penny and all that. I'll have one. Buying it. Um, this was the bit I touched on before we were talking about kind of how tight these games have been. But Hearts' last five games all decided by a goal either way. Now, remember, we're playing Celtic, who have a goal difference of about 300 already. Um, this Sel- game, this game, to ha- no, this game, I have a margin of more than one goal. bye. Oh, <laughs>
2: bye.
3: Bye. No, it's buys across the board. And I that's- do not think that's a multiple hearts win. I'm going to put it <laughs> no, in
0: You've
3: just made
1: me look at their goal difference, and you're, you're no far off, because it's 31. Remember, we're on zero. They're on 31.
3: Sake. So, what was it, about 45 scored or something?
1: 43 goals scored, yeah.
3: only 12 conceded. So, yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> um, now, looking at our defensive record, and I know where uh, Jarvie is on this, and I think I get a feeling of a strong reaction to this one, but um, would you like to see Craig Halkett start the game at Park? <laughs> oh, oh, oh!
0: Would I like to see him start? No. <laughs> <laughs> that a sell then what, do I think he could start against Celtic nah I'll sell I don't think he will sell
3: I'm going to sell as well I'm going to sell but I think you I mean if you've seen him at the weekend you'll almost definitely see him again
0: he needs to get yeah. minutes
3: he's going to need the minutes and it's not going to matter right. if we're 4-0
0: done I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does rotate the team a wee bit considering the busier spell we're going into so he might like well let's see let's see and
3: then This one one got me, and I guess I don't know how because I I didn't see the Aberdeen game, uh, which is why I was very quiet when you were running through it. I was on a Christmas night on Saturday, so that was very much not on my list of things to do. But (laughs) um, for a team that had apparently no fight in it, we had seven players booked Mm -hmm. in the game. So the line for this is hearts with over 4.5 players booked,
2: Oh, fucking easy buy. Celtic Park. Cell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get anywhere near them.
0: <laughs> That's more my fault on it, yeah. Cell. <laughs> be near them to get them,
3: eh? Oh, you are just the genius. Right, I'm, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. I think we get stuck right in. We have about
0: four players sent off. There you go. <laughs> Sending off
3: counts for two.
0: So there you go. Oh. <laughs> Well, like, so if there's a straight red, but no yellows.
3: That's still two yellows. It's like, right. you, a yellow, it's like a 50p, and a red's a pound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So there you go.
0: Um, I'm sure that'll be lovely reading next week. <laughs> Up it is. Good. Well, thanks for listening, I bet you're your buzzing about supporting hearts now, listener. <laughs> that was fucking, that was a miserable hour it's good to but this is good therapy it's good, good to release uh, join us join us next time as we look back on the Celtic game and probably at that stage ahead to the whole winter break because we're not going to be recording on the 25th of December so we'll, we'll need to have a chat about that nope we won't we're just no dinner <laughs> <Bye. laughs> so we'll probably just look ahead next week right through our, our fixtures who knows we'll, we'll work something on of it but we'll be back next week, so join us then. Um, if you want to play along with By Yourself and you're not following us on social media already, it's at hearts underscore podcast on X and Instagram. Um, and I try and keep your sanity better than me. Have a nice week. <laughs> and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>